Today on CityCast Boise, they say the truth is out there. So could it be in Idaho? Jim Millard is in charge of a statewide group that studies unidentified flying objects. Today, he clues host Emma Arnold into why we regularly top the list of states with the most reported sightings. And he tells her about the UFO encounter that made him a true believer. It's Thursday, March 23rd. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Jim. Welcome to CityCast Boise. Hi, Emma. So for people who don't know, what is MUFON? MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network. We are worldwide. We are the largest scientific and the only scientific investigation group. We only studied the science. And once our local investigators are finished with a a case, that case is then passed off to PhDs if it's warranting further investigation. So how did you get involved with MUFON? Do you have a sighting story of your own? I saw something when I was five years old. Everyone told me, oh, you're a five-year-old kid, shut up. But uh, I saw something that I couldn't identify in the sky. It was circular, round, moving very slow. And they all tried to tell me, no, no, that's just the flying wing. I said, no, no, this happened in San Diego. And I, I had seen the flying wing, both versions of it, the jet and the prop version, several times. I knew what that looked like. And this was not that. So after that, I just kind of kept my mouth shut. (laughs) Most of my life, I've been interested in the UFO phenomenon. And now I live in Idaho. Uh, There were two of us when I started. And now there's two of us. And the other guy is brand new. (laughs) I spent four or five years as the only investigator here. And long about that time, MUFON came to me and said, hey, you're the only investigator left in Idaho. How'd you like to be the state director? Uh, okay. (laughs) A little bit more responsibility. What kind of sightings or encounters, I guess, uh, have you investigated in Idaho? We've had just about everything in Idaho. I see a lot of reports of the Starlink satellites right after a launch. Most often, and I'm working on one right now, I just finished another one, they're something that's astronomical. It's, it's, it's out in space, but people couldn't identify it as what it was. The first one this month that that happened to happened to be uh, Jupiter and Venus. They had a conjunction just a few days ago, and it's very unusual to see two bright lights that close in the sky. But when you notice two bright lights in the sky and they're not really moving, And then after a period of time, one of them disappears below the western horizon. It's a pretty big giveaway that it was probably a star or a planet. Yeah, I saw quite a few people posting pictures saying, what are these? What's going on? And uh, I was like, well, those are planets. (laughs) Those are just planets. Do parts of the state see more activity than other parts? The majority of the the reports I've been getting have been coming up from Lake Ponderell and Coeur d'Alene. Hmm. There seems to be a lot of activity up there, and a lot of that is unknowns. 
However, only 5% of our cases usually turn out to be unknown. We can figure out about 95% of them, which people don't like. You know, they <laughs> yeah. wanna, they, I want to see a UFO. I'm sorry, you didn't see a UFO. You saw a planet. You saw a star. So you don't say it was an alien craft. I think people are hoping, like you said, people are hoping you'll be definitively like you saw an alien craft. But what MUFON does with that 5% is say, we don't know. Is that correct? Correct. We don't know what they are. For once, I have to agree with something the U.S. government said. <laughs> we don't know what they are. We don't know where they came from. We suspect that the majority of them are probably terrestrial. That means someone here on this planet built it and they're testing it. But we don't know that and we don't know where they're from. So they're just unknown. That's right there in the name of UFO, unknown flying object. And that's the best we can say as to as to whether there's aliens in them or little green men or little gray men. We don't know. We do have several reports in our in our uh, archives, in our database of people who have been abducted and have reported seeing different kinds of aliens. And as you can imagine, those kind of witnesses are very afraid that someone will find out that they had an experience and label them as a kook or something. We don't. We believe them and we assist them in coming to terms with what happened to them and getting any assistance that they might need. There has been a lot of sightings reported nationally lately. Is Idaho also having more sightings than normal right now? Not more than normal. Uh, it's it's ticked up just a little bit in the last few weeks, but not that much. Uh, I had one month where I had about 24 sightings, but the usual average is around five to six. And we're somewhere around five or six right now over the last 30 days. So it really hasn't picked up here. But I think uh, usually the reason for that is when it starts to get warmer, people spend more time outdoors and into the evening and are looking at the skies. What should someone do if they think they saw a UFO? If you see something that you cannot identify, go to your phone, your tablet, or your computer and connect up to MUFON.com with a browser and you'll find a button at the top of the page says report a UFO. And then our pages will lead you through that. And it will explain what a Starlink satellite looks like and a few other things that are common. And if you pass those, you get on to where you fill out the form. Fill out everything you can. And trust me, your name, your address, anything that could identify you will never be released by MUFON. We're very, very cautious about that, and we have never released any information that has allowed someone to identify one of our witnesses. I got to ask you personally, do you think there is intelligent life beyond Earth that visits us? Like, are you a skeptic who wants to believe, or are you a believer who is skeptical? I'm a believer who's not necessarily skeptical. I, I believe. And the reason I believe is I look at the sky— and every one of those points of light we now know is a star that most probably has planets around it. 
And the chance of those planets being in what we call the Goldilocks zone to uh, support life as we know it is extremely high. There are more planets out there than there are people on this earth, and we just hit 8 billion. So with that, with those numbers, to say that there's not some an intelligent life form somewhere else in the universe, that would be silly to me. Now, whether they've come here and visited, I don't know. We have to see whether or not Einstein and Hawking were right, and it's impossible to travel faster than the speed of light, or if there's a way of getting around it. And I do believe if, it, if anyone's going to find a way of getting around those laws, it's going to be us humans. We're devious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so somebody has a sighting. They contact MUFON. How do you go about investigating that? Right now, that's done primarily online. We take a look because people are putting stuff in social media in, and all over the place. And we search everything that we possibly can to see if anyone else has found it. We take a look at the astronomical programs that we have. We take a look at, uh, it's a location called Flight Radar 24 that lists every flight of every airplane that uses a transponder all over the entire planet. Because unfortunately, some of them actually turn out to be aircraft that the people couldn't identify because they either couldn't see the wings or they didn't notice the flashing lights that were rhythmic for collision avoidance or whatever. What do you think the future holds for UFO research? We're refining things and we're going to get closer and closer to the truth. What's already happened first is the United States government has said, yes, there is stuff in the sky we can't identify. Yes, those three videos that were released by the Navy are real. Yes, we don't know what those images are. That was a big first. Prior to this, if you were a military pilot and you reported a UFO, you ended up flying a desk for the rest of your career. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were taken off flight duty. And so no one would say anything. But now we're realizing there are things in our sky we don't know what they are. They don't seem to pre uh, present a danger to us because so far we don't know of anyone having collided with a UFO and had a problem. So I'm not too concerned about uh, whether the UFOs exist or not. I'm pretty sure they do. I want to ask you... Um... With all your knowledge now, what do you think that you saw when you were five years old in San Diego? I'm not sure what I saw. It was it, it was it was sort of like a quote unquote flying saucer. It was somewhat flat, gray, round, and moving very slowly and not making any sound at all. I don't know what that was. I have no idea what it was, where it was from, or anything else. I've got a lot of theories. I've noticed that uh, a lot of this started in 1945, right after the Trinity nuclear test. Until then, modern UFO sightings didn't really pick up. And things calmed down for a while after 45. Then in 47, Kenneth Arnold saw the flying saucers over Mount Rainier. And two weeks later, something crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. A lot of people don't realize that Kenneth Arnold's sighting was just two weeks before Roswell, 
And then the next thing we knew was our, our government saying, we captured a flying saucer. Back, back up, back up. No, 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 no. We, we, we got a weather balloon. Uh, yeah, weather balloon. Okay. So that's, that's kind of when things started. And then people started paying more attention. And since then, all over the world, we have had a lot of reporting. Sometimes we call them a UFO wave, where they'll get reported night after night after night, and we have no idea what those are. Do you have us any uh, encounter or sighting story that you investigated that really sits with you? That was like a, you know, in that five percent of of unknowns that really sits with you? Not yet. Uh, we haven't had that kind of a report. Most of what has been reported has been lights in the sky. Some people have actually seen craft. The most common you see is a triangle. They're a fairly large triangle, a white light at each point of the triangle, and sometimes a big red light in the middle at the bottom of it. That one, I think, is actually something that was manufactured here on this planet and is being tested. And unfortunately, the cameras that we have in our cell phones are, they, they make wonderful pictures for portraits and selfies, <laughs> but they really do not take very good pictures of anything a mile away. It's, it's very difficult for them to resolve them. Well, Jim, I want to thank you so much for making time to talk with us today. And uh, I hope everybody keeps looking up. And like they say, the truth is out there, right? We got to believe. Yeah, I, uh, I I stole that from uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson when he said, keep looking up. And then I added, if you see something, report it to MUFON. <laughs> great. All right. I love that. If you see something, report it to MUFON. Thanks, Jim. Okay, great. Thank you for talking with me. And here's some housing news before we wrap up. If you scroll Zillow and Boise, you may have noticed some lower prices in recent months. According to the Idaho Statesman, Boise is ahead on a national trend of dipping home sale numbers. Median values have gone down over 4% in the Treasure Valley, compared to just 0.2% nationally since last year. But still, homes here are much more expensive than the national average. All right, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. We'll be back tomorrow morning with our roundup of local stories we just can't stop thinking about this week. See you then.